0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Glad that you've joined with me today. Let me ask you a question. Have you been taking these things before the Lord? Have you considered and asked the Lord Himself, What arenas within your life might be looked upon as being law-like? You know, we've been looking in the book of Galatians, how someone had come in and was trying to tell the Galatians who were living in freedom and in liberty that, oh, that's great and that's wonderful and you're saved by grace and you're saved by faith, but you really need to be under the law. And you need to be under the uh, Jews' law, and the primary sign of that covenant is circumcision. So, men, you need to believe in the Jewish law, and you need to be circumcised. That's what they were being told. And uh, Paul, led by the Holy Spirit, sat down and wrote this letter to combat exactly that thought, the idea that it's by any work or any deed that we attain righteousness, that we attain salvation. That's wrong. And then the corollary of that is also true, also incorrect if you want to look at it that way, in that you do not maintain your salvation by any work or any deed. Now, if you're truly saved, you will have deeds of righteousness. Absolutely. But a lot of times people will be truly saved, but then they try to work out their salvation in the flesh, and you can't do that. And so that's what we're looking at right now in Galatians chapter 4. If you remember, uh, Paul had give them, given them an example. He'd gone all the way back to the founding father, Abraham, and he was dealing with what happened with Abraham. He spoke of Abraham before. Because Abraham believed what God had told him, and God reckoned it unto him as righteousness. Abraham was righteous because of faith and belief. And he did that hundreds of years before the Lord granted the law unto them. So just that fact right there undermines what the Judaizers were attempting to do. Now let's go to Galatians 4. We're going to begin in verse 21, where we were last time together. Read three verses, then go on. It says this, tell me. You who want to be under law, do you not listen to the law? And the idea and the inference, and it's really more than an inference in that because he'd already dealt with some things related to this. He'd already said, hey, haven't you considered the law itself? If you want to be under the law, why are not you listening to the law? Because if you listen to the law and pay attention to the law, you will know that what I'm telling you is truth. Well, he gives an example for what he's speaking of. Verse 22, for it is written, and that would be in the law, that Abraham had two sons, one by the bondwoman and one by the free woman. Now, just a little uh, statement here aside, Abraham had more than two sons. He had Isaac, he had Ishmael, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But he also had at least six other sons that he had by his concubine that he married after Sarah died. Sarah dies, he marries his concubine Keturah and has six other sons that we know about from the scripture that are delineated by name. And that's one of the reasons that uh, in the Middle East and even worldwide today, that quite often people groups will say, well, we are sons of Abraham. We are children of Abraham. Well, that's absolutely true. But here is the kicker. They are not children of the promise. Okay. And that's what he's talking about right here. He says, Abraham had two sons, one of the bond woman and one by the free woman. But the son by the bond woman, verse 23, was born according to the flesh and the son by the free woman through the promise. Now, they would have been very, very aware of the account that he was speaking of right here. And I thought about going back in the Old Testament and going through the whole thing, but it's really just too much for then this format right here. And I've actually covered in writing before in some places, and you can find it. Uh, uh, The short of it is this. God promised Abraham that he would have children. And Abraham received this promise, and God said, You will also have land. And he told abraham i want you to pack up i want you to leave he packs up and he leaves and so he and sarah anticipated having children even though they had no children and it was getting late in life they were 75 years old then they're 85 years old okay they're getting older and older and older. Uh, sarah's 10 years older than abraham and so uh you can imagine the frustration that was coming about because of that because month by month you don't have children and then all of a sudden, there's no months to keep track by because we know from what the New Testament tells us that both of them were considered to be as good as dead, okay, as good as dead when it comes to childbearing. In other words, they had both dried up from the point of view of being able to bear children. And you got to remember, this is long before there's a little blue pill or anything, okay? And when you see what the account is, the issue wasn't with Abraham. The issue was that Sarah was barren. And you see that all through Scripture. There's at least three different people in Jesus' lineage himself that were barren, and the Lord touched them and granted them children. Well, God had promised Abraham that he was going to have children and that his lineage would be as numerous as the uh, grains of the seashore or as numerous as the stars in the sky but they still had no children. And so what does it mean right here that they had a son of the bondwoman was born according to flesh? Well, you're not sure until you read the next verse, verse 24. This is allegorically speaking. For these two women are two covenants, one proceeding from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are to be slaves. She is Hagar. Now I tell you, I don't think there's any way that we can fully understand the impact that that phrase made right there because here's what happened they they had no children they had no children one day sarah comes to abraham and says you know i can't give you any children why don't you take my handmaiden here i think she was egyptian my egyptian handmaiden here and why don't you go in unto her and raise up children for me well abraham being the god-fearing man that he is looked at his wife and said yeah baby baby i can do that and so he did and he went in, and Hagar conceived. That tells you right there that the issue wasn't with Abraham, right? And so Hagar conceived and had a child, and the child's name was Ishmael. And that's the child that's being referred to here, that there was a son born of the flesh because that son came about in the normal way that children come about. Okay? And you say, well, was this of God? Was this not of God? Had Did God tell Sarah to do that? It doesn't say that God told Sarah to do that. Okay, Sarah just did it. What is being said here by Paul in Galatians, and when he says one proceeding from Mount Sinai bearing children who are to be slaves, she is Hagar, he is literally saying that the law is Hagar. And that would have been so offensive, so offensive to the, the Jews because they knew that they were children of the promise, which we'll talk more about next time, uh, which is Isaac. Isaac came about because of the promise. The Lord had to open Sarah's womb for Isaac to come about. Hagar and Ishmael came about just because of a deal and because of just the normal fleshly things that happen with the conception of children. Now, God did bless Hagar, He did bless Ishmael. He blessed Ishmael and gave Ishmael 12 tribes. That's another reason we have such diversity within the Middle East. Okay? But when God is explaining the law, he says right here that one proceeding from Mount Sinai, and that's a euphemism for the law, bearing children who are to be slaves. So he says, I'm going to use this as an allegory. I'm going to use Hagar and uh, Sarah as an allegory to explain to you the law and freedom. So in the same way that Hagar yet had a child but it was a child of the flesh and Abraham loved that child. Abraham just loved that child beyond anything we can imagine, but wound up having to let him go. God blessed him, God multiplied that child, but that's the same way with the law. But the other side is what? The freedom and the liberty that we have through the child of the promise. We don't have time to get into that right now. We'll look at it next time. But for today, choose liberty choose freedom don't choose the way of the slave don't choose the way of hagar anymore and watch what the lord does i'm dale and i'll see you next time goodbye